everybody. Welcome back to Bitches Love Brunch. This is your girl, Kiana. And it's Courtney. And we want to welcome y'all back to episode five. We made it to five episodes, Courtney. Actually, Kiana, I think this is episode six that we're recording. Really? You're right. It's episode six. (laughs) It is. Can you believe it? Already. No. Clearly, because you thought it was episode five, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't blame it on anything. I can't blame it on anything. It's okay. So that's okay. You're right. So yes, we are episode six. That's my bad. You know, I hear people mess up the counts of their um, podcast episodes all the time. And I'd be like, it's not that hard for you to remember what episode you want because it says it. On your iTunes. And yeah, I just did it. So I'm sorry for judging y'all. Y'all didn't even know I judged (laughs) y'all. I was like, how do people forget what episode they are? But clearly it's easy to do. Clearly. So I want to give you guys a recap of our last brunch. Our last brunch was, I think, phenomenal. Um, We talked a lot about self-care with our guest, Cece. Cece was wonderful. So shout out to Cece for coming on the show and blessing us with some of your insight and, you know, some of the things that you do on a daily basis in terms of, like, professionalism and things that me and Courtney just like to do because we think that they're the right things to do. So (laughs) uh, we appreciate your expertise. So, yeah, that show was good. Courtney, did you like the last episode? No, I didn't like that last episode. Absolutely, of course. Um, I mostly <laughs> no, I just can't. Like <laughs> I know, like, what type of question is that? Um, I honestly can't wait to meet Cece in person. <laughs> she doesn't know it yet, but in my mind, she's <laughs> my new therapist. <laughs> Cece's so bomb. I love her. But, no, I thought last week was really awesome, and it was nice to have a guest on there that um, you all can also hear from. And not just us talking about what we do in terms of self-care, but somebody who is in the field and who actually knows a little bit about it. Yes, he's great. So, um, I'm glad you got a chance to meet her. Because when I first met her in Nashville, because it's kind of weird to, like, meet people um, in a new city. But, like, when we met, we instantly, like, clicked. And I mean, like, we were out to dinner for hours just talking and drinking wine, and we just had a ball. So she is the best. So thank you again, Cece, and we can't wait for you to come back on the show. And if not, you know, girl, I'll be at your house. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to shout out both Courtney and Cece for being such <laughs> great sports about the game that we played last week, make it or break it. Y'all, that game was fun as hell. I thought it was hilarious. Mostly, I feel like we learned that Kiana is not about no shit. <laughs> Everything was a blanket right. for her. <laughs> but That's not true. It was just those things that made it for y'all just did not work for me. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty easygoing, though, I think. So, yeah, that was our show last week. So, thank y'all for listening. If you haven't listened, go back and listen to the episode. Share it with a friend. Um, you know, just get your brunch on and learn something new about how to take care of yourself. Yes. So, we're going to pass the mimosas. Pass it, pass okay. it. As I sip this, uh, what am I drinking today? Moscato. Yes, I was just about to ask you. What are you drinking? Moscato. Two glasses. <laughs> Double fist. Double fist. <laughs> well, okay. as Kiana knows, normally what happens is, is, you know, we fix the one glass and... 
I'm not able to go refill the next because we're in the middle of recording. And it's just like, you know, sometimes I'm still thirsty in the middle of the episode. So instead of having to pause or break or just drink one glass, I decided to come prepared today and get two ready. (laughs) I like that you are prepared. (laughs) I'm not judging. Um, I think that's awesome. Thank you. And I'm drinking wine tonight too. I'm drinking some sangria. And Ooh, that's a good not one. no Carlos, not no Carlos Rossi. I, honestly, y'all, I wish it was some Rossi. I don't care how much money I ever make. I will always drink Rossi. I love. Rossi. I was about to say, are you judging <laughs> Carlos Rossi because absolutely it's good? Not. Absolutely not. I did the straight lean back like you were in front of me. I was like, wait a minute, is there a problem with Carlos Rossi? I think we just abused yeah. it a little bit in college, but a little bit. <laughs> we, I don't, I don't know. I'm unhealthy. speaking. I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> I don't know about you. Y'all, we used to buy that. We used to buy Carlos Rossi by the gallon. Literally walking out of Walmart with like three gallons of Rossi. Okay, I have a quick <laughs> side story, and my ladies of nineteen on one are going to appreciate this. So, back in college, um, we used to, like Kiana said, we used to get the gallon bottles of Carlos Rossi, and we used to play this game that y'all don't really need to be introduced to yet. Um, with the Rossi, but anywho, we were going on this professional development trip. Shout out to the MCC, y'all. BSBC! Uh, <laughs> our, um, our group chat of our black, uh, Bobcats. Um, so they're going to know about this, this professional development trip. We went to Atlanta. And so, of course, as being prepared, as clearly I always am to this day, we decided to go out and get the bottles for before the bus trip so that we could have bottles on the bus on the way down to Atlanta. <laughs> we bought don't ask me the bottles of liquor. We probably had a at least, knowing us, knowing nineteen oh one, we had at least four bottles and one of those bottles was a Carlo Rossi. I put them in my duffel bag, but I you know again I thought I was very prepared. I lined the bottom of the bag with like a fleece blanket, had my clothes and stuff around the bottle so that nothing would happen. Well, we were running across West Green trying to make sure that we did not miss the bus, and I had to set lightly set the bag down for two seconds because it was heavy, of course. We got to the bus, and why was I leaking Carlo Rossi all the way? (laughs) Shut up! All the way to Baker. My cousin and I were salty. Salty. So your clothes got ruined? No, I think mostly just the the blanket at the bottom, because it was leaking from the bottom, and the clothes were then on top of that. Honey. I wasn't worried about those clothes. I was worried about the Rossi. I was like, that's one <laughs> bottle gone. One bottle gone. In true OU fashion. In true Saudi. OU fashion. We were in the middle. I think we had finally crossed Richland. What's that? Uh, Porter. We were, I think, right by that area. And literally trying to pull out, like, <laughs> the remains of the bottle. Just throw that away. Get the blanket out of there. And still try to make this bus. It was a mess. But that's my story about Carlo Rossi. Carlos Rossi. 
That is hilarious. And for all y'all trying to figure out what these numbers were that Courtney's talking about, 1901 <laughs> was her apartment. <laughs> At OU, it just seems as though your click is the number of your apartment. So shout out to 1901. We yes. love all y'all. They was like my big sisters when I was... um at OU and shout out to 138 which is my crew <laughs> so like your apartment number is your click name pretty much so 138 and 1901 shout y'all out that is funny but yes yeah, sorry I didn't even think about that it's just what we call each other now they're like what are all these numbers y'all right what's <laughs> like, 1901 what's what does that mean who is that right sorry y'all shout so yeah out that's to the just crew. the OU thing yeah shout out to your crew so and we pass our mimosas. We, um, you know, we're drinking our wine. And I guess we can go to, like, the quote of the day. So, I have the quote. Let me get it together really quick, Kiana. Quick. All right. So, this is the quote. <laughs> <laughs> and the quote is, even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They marched with the torch. But we're going to run with it now by John Legend. Yes, yes. Y'all, I didn't even know what quote she was going to drop today, and I am here for it. Yes. Let's do it. Sorry, continue And for those who don't know, check out the song Glory. It's on the soundtrack of Selma. (laughs) Shout out to Selma. So if you haven't heard that song. Yes, super dope film. So our topic of today, we're going to call today's topic The White Car Ride. And so I will premise the topic with a story about what happened to me in one of my professional experiences. So I work for, doesn't matter, and I went (laughs) on a trip. (laughs) I went on a trip with some colleagues of mine and um, where we were. Um, before before the event started, they asked everybody to stand for the national anthem, and my black ass did not want to. But because I was at work and our director was there and our executive director was there, I felt compelled to stand. I didn't want to be, I didn't want a bad representation of our office. Like the only black girl in this room is sitting for the national anthem. So I decided to do my own little silent protest. Not that it meant much because niggas, didn't, I mean, people didn't know what I was doing, but <laughs> I uh, <laughs> called everybody some niggas. Come on, Kiana. So then, um, the national anthem was going on, but I didn't put my hand across my heart, which I normally do, and I did not um, quote the national anthem with everybody else. So, Courtney and I just wanted to talk about being, and, and it is, and this isn't directed towards you know people of color. This is anybody who stands for anything. Um, what are those boundaries when it comes to? you know, standing up for what you believe in and your professional environment. When is the right time to do that? Is it the appropriate time to do that? And, you know, what is... We we, we don't have all the answers. I will say that now. We can't say one way is right, one way is wrong. It's up to your discretion, depending on, you know, what you got going on. But we just want to have that open dialogue because that was something that I really struggled with um, during that moment because I felt like I low-key sold out, you know? So... Here we are. Let's let's do it. So I think what it really comes to is like, <clears throat> can you, should you, and or how should you mix your personal morals with your work life? And it's interesting because no, it's not specific. Um, this topic is not specific to people of color. 
However, I think sometimes it tends to be a greater struggle for minorities and people of color. I agree. Um, and I think, like, if you start on that track or if you start with that train of thought about in terms of, you know, mixing your personal morals and what you believe in and stand for with your work life, you do also have to consider that um, every industry is pretty different when it comes to that. So, for example, I work in nonprofit, and to some degree, I have always felt that there's a little bit more leniency for me to, and not that I do, but there's a little bit more leniency for me to um, consider my personal morals while at work. Um, so, mm-hmm. for instance, um, we have an internal diversity committee at my job. Um so there's no way you can me as a black woman. I won't say I won't speak for anybody else, but there's no way that I could be a represent representative on that committee and not somehow interject my personal beliefs and morals and what I stand up for and believe in in the topic of diversity. You know what I mean? Where right, some places right. don't necessarily some places don't necessarily have that. If you're talking right, about I don't have that. right, you're talking about something more corporate, and it's just like people are pretty much like leave your feelings and your personal life at home. What are the you know what are the, like uh, the three things that they tell you not to talk about at work? Um, religion, politics, politics, and I feel like there's something else. What am I missing? Whatever the case, it's like you know you kind of have that <laughs> code of what not to talk about at work. So. That's the first thing that I'll say on that is that I feel like each industry can be very different. It can be very different. What do you... Yeah, I don't... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, we're going to ask. I was just going to say, you know, what do you think about it in terms of your work environment? Like, what caused you to kind of have that, that struggle? And was that the only instance? Oh, <laughs> no. Um, that was like my first instance. Usually I'm pretty vocal about um, my perspective as an African-American woman. Um, I'm trying not to give too much detail about mm-hmm. where I work. <laughs> That's fair. but Because um, we want to keep our jobs. Absolutely, because see, that's the thing. You want to keep your job, but you want to. <laughs> I want to be an av- not an advocate because I'm not an advocate. I'm a person who experienced it. I experienced it. I experienced these hardships on a day to day basis. So, um, I don't think that my job honestly um, allows for me to voice my opinions in that way. I think the only way that I'm able to really share my thoughts on my morals and my values is I live in the South now. So I think Mm -hmm. that something that is more openly discussed than up North is religion in the workplace Mm. Um, because we are in the South and because we're on the Bible belt. A lot of people are very vocal about their religion here, which was, um, which was new to me, but I thought as being a Christian, it was refreshing However, I can't imagine what that feels like for somebody that isn't a Christian. Right. Um, And I speak about my experience as an African-American when we talk about um, equality and equity when it comes to service and students. I think that that is the most that, you know, I speak about my morals and things that I'm able 
you know, to really stand up for and believe in. Okay. I, I am the youngest African-American in my office. Um, we do have two other African-American women there. Um, one doesn't work in our central office, but she works um, about three hours away. And the other one, she's a little bit older. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not in a tough position, but I'm in a tough position. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. That's interesting um, to me. Mostly because I'm kind of like, I wonder, is that something that I may even take for granted? You know what I mean? However, I don't know. I don't know if I would have been in that particular situation that you were in. I don't know what I would have done either because, again, it is work. And the bottom line is, you know, that this is what pays the bills. Um, Right. Part of me, though, doesn't necessarily feel like it's a matter of me being stuck, um, but also respecting the company that I work for. So kind of like how you were saying, it's not, you know, I do want to be a good representation of my organization um, and not that by me sitting down or by you sitting down is not a good representation of it, but you know what type of heat or, you know, flag that an organization or company may catch because of just that one, you know, that one action. Um, it's funny, I actually even thought about this myself a couple of times. So <clears throat> my nephew, um, as Kiana knows, was very involved in sports throughout like middle school, high school, but he has always gone to a predominantly um, white school. So I want to say... Clearly, this has to be around the time of, you know, Colin Kaepernick taking a knee or, taking a knee or whatever. And so it really kind of hit me. You know, of course, I went into straight Black Panther mode. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not standing up for national anthems anymore either. Um, so I found myself at one of his football games. And, I, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I struggled with it at first because I'm like, here I am um, amongst majority white people and and we are all in this, you know, in this stadium because we're football lovers. We're supporting, you know, the kids on the team, this, that, and the third. Um, so we're all here for this same thing. So I know that this probably means that if they're watching high school football, they're probably watching the NFL. So if I'm sitting, they're going to know what this is about. You know what I'm saying? And so right. I really kind of struggled with that because it was like, I don't want to cause any extra issues for my nephew who was already at a predominantly white school. Um, but at the same time, I want to be true to who I am and what I'm standing up for in this moment. Um, and so I toyed with it, but I did end up, you know, stay, staying sit because seated because I was just like, I don't want to cause any more problems for him, but I also want to be an example for him too. And so right, he, right. he can make that choice on his own. Um, I never would have said, you know, nephew, I think you should be kneeling while you're out there. I don't think you should be standing for the national anthem, anything like that. I don't even, I can't even really recall if they're out there, um, during, if the players are out there during that time, but I do recall just choosing to sit. Um, and then I did the same thing at one of his wrestling matches and my sister kind of looked at me like, you, you're not going to stand. I was like, no, I'm not standing. I can't remember if she stood or not either. Um, but, and those are a little bit more intimate. They're a little bit 
you know, just a little bit more closely seated next to parents and whatnot. So that one is a little bit more sketch. And you got to consider the other teams that we're playing too because these are in the cornfields of Ohio. So it's just like one wrong move. I mean, I've seen people there with their Make America Great Again hats on. So it's just like <laughs> one wrong move. And you just don't know how this is going to go. But again, at the end of the day, right. At the end of the day, I was like, you know what? I have to stand up for what I believe in. And I do recall a couple times where I did end up choosing to stand. Um, But most of the time, I just ended up deciding not to stand for the national anthem. And it was a struggle, like I said, because I feel like I'm to some degree representing the school, you know, um, representing my nephew. But at the end of the day, and I've said it again, and I've said it before, but I'll say it again. All I'm obligated to do is stay black and die. That's one thing that I, that is not going to change. And I'm always going to be, to most people, black first. So Right. And that's, that's what I struggled with first because it was just like, do I think that... And uh, granted, I know I'm not foolish. I know that I need somewhere to live. I know I need to pay my bills. But I'm also African-American. This is a community that I belong to and that I love and that I cherish with all my heart. And so... I think it's equally as important to stand up for the rights of my community as it is to keep my job. Right, right. <laughs> and that's and that's personally how I feel. But at that particular moment, I guess I didn't decide in that manner. But I was really conflicted, truly conflicted, and I and I felt bad about it too. Um, I also thought it to be interesting that you brought up the piece about religion, and that is. Um a little bit more openly discussed. I recall a coworker that I had, again, it's about the industry that you work in and it was nonprofit. Um, but she, um, she practiced, you know, the Islamic religion. Um, and there was a point that most of the time, if she were there during a certain, you know, a certain time of the day, you know, they have to pray a certain amount of times per day. And she would roll out her prayer rug go over into the little corner and do what she had to do. Um, and so I think back to the point of, you know, like recognizing that maybe I'm taking things for granted, granted or recognizing that not everybody has that luxury. I don't know too many places that would be that open and that accepting to allow their employees to do that corporate wise. There may be some, right. I just don't know of them, but it's, it's a fine line. It's a very fine line. But it also makes me think of these places that want to hire these. A lot of companies pride themselves on having like a diverse population that they employ. And if that's the case, those people from those diverse backgrounds should be able to practice their different beliefs. They're different. Whatever it is that you decide that you want to do. So I think you bring up a good point, Kiana, in terms of, you know, just knowing who you're hiring when you hire a diverse candidate. Um, And I think that's, I mean, that's so accurate because if you're talking about you're looking for diverse employees and diverse candidates and you want to make, you know, you want to make sure that you have representation, that comes with the whole being of that person. So just because you hire a black person does not mean that they come without these morals, morals that, you know, come with being black or someone who is of a different religion um, right. who has to practice, you know, practice what they believe in from a spiritual standpoint or anybody from the LGBTQ community. Like, 
all is fair in love and hiring a diverse diverse candidate. Like, <laughs> you gotta get with the program. Like, if that's the case, then you're really not about it. Because then you're just talking about diversity and you're not talking about the inclusion piece. And they go hand in hand. Um, people talk about... People can talk you know, about I diversity all that. day, but um, the part that gets missed is the inclusion piece. And at that point, it's pointless. But So... I, I always thought about that when um I I think you and I talked about that. We exchanged some text messages about that um about a year ago when a lot of, you know, the victims when they were getting, you know, shot by the police and I was just like not once has somebody from HR sent out an email asking about everybody's mental state, how they're doing, and it's just like black people work here. That's traumatizing. That's traumatizing. If you want to keep me here, how do you expect me to work when this is on the Don't forefront of my mind? Don't get me started. Do not get me started. Cause, and you already know my reaction to that because I am in HR. And I felt some type of way that we had not sent anything out. And it got to a point where I was in my office with my door closed because I could not face anybody. I could not interact with anybody because of these continued traumatic experiences that continue to occur. And my thought process was, if I can't do that as your HR representative, then I'm no good to you. I'm supposed to be here to support you. And if we can't turn that on and turn around and right. say, look... A lot has been happening. If you, if you, I think we eventually, not I think, we did eventually send something out. It wasn't necessarily quite to the standard that I would have preferred because it was a little um, indirect and kind of beat around the bush, but it was just kind of like, yo, you know, we know a lot has been happening in the world today. If you really feel like you need to talk to somebody, use our um, employee assistance program. Now, that is something I would recommend, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, I don't know this person. I don't know this counselor on the other end. I need to go talk to somebody. <laughs> I need to go shed a couple tears in somebody's office. Right. And I've been there and had employees in my office. And some of my colleagues who are not even in HR have been in that position too. And I think people forget that. Like if I can't function because what's going on behind the scenes or even not at, you know, not at work, I can't expect you to go do the good work that we need you to do. Like, exactly, and it blows my mind. It blows my mind that people do not think that far, but they don't have to. <laughs> they, they don't, and I'm just like, how do you want to hire black people, but or any diver? How do you want to hire diverse people, but don't want to maintain the diverse population, or even be? continue to be on the cutting edge of being an awesome employer because as I sat around here or, you know, sat around right. my office, I saw things come out. What was that about? Oh, cause I think I shared with you. I was like, even our CEO ended up putting out something on her blog or something like that. And then I saw all, all these other organizations that are comparable to ours, all these other nonprofits. I saw their email blast coming out and here we are silent there is nothing worse than silence. That either says that you do not care. Actually, no. It's not either. That says that it comes off and it could be perceived to be that you do not care. Or you're not willing to discuss this topic. Exactly. We sat there in silence and it blew my mind. 
blew my mind. That's all it is. But, <clears throat> again, they don't have to think about those things. That's a luxury for them. And that's a luxury we don't have. But, sorry, excuse me. In other news, I was taking a sip of my wine, finishing glass one. Because <laughs> it's a heavy topic today, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Welcome, glass two. I think my belly's. Yes. So I have a question for you. How do you feel about the situation that's going on with ESPN and Jamil? So, (laughs) um, I have a lot of thoughts about that. So, for those of you that don't know, um, Jamil Hill is, um, I guess you would categorize her as a journalist. I and that's no shade. I just don't. uh, I don't know. Yeah, sports journalist. Sports journalist. Um, and she's on ESPN. Um, she has a co-host. I cannot think of his name. I don't know why it's slipping my mind right now, but that's not the point. So she has a show on ESPN. And um, <laughs> maybe two, three weeks ago, she had tweeted something in regards to um, the NFL and all of you know the taking a knee and all of that that was taking place. Well, on Sunday, I believe it was, she tweeted something again, and she says, I'll go ahead and read it for you guys. She says, um, if you strongly reject what Jerry Jones said, the key is his advertisers. Don't place the burden squarely on the players. She then went on to say, just so we're clear, I'm not advocating an, an NFL boycott but an unfair burden has been put on players in Dallas and Miami with anthem anthem directives. If fans really are that upset about what JJ and Jerry Jones and Stephen Ross have done, don't call the player sellout book you're watching every Sunday. So to kind of backtrack for two seconds, um, I believe Jerry Jones said something um, about his players, he's the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, um, he said something about benching the players who disrespect the flag, um, going back to this, sitting for the anthem and all of that. And Jamil took it upon herself to speak out again. So what ended up happening is ESPN suspended her for two weeks. Now, this is Jamil's uh, personal Twitter account. Um, yes, she does work for ESPN. Yes, she does represent ESPN. However, comma, here are my thoughts on this. What took place was in the sporting industry. ESPN is a part of that sporting industry. So, Jamel was speaking on the news in sports. I might give you... The fact that if she, if this were not, if this were something that did not involve sports, if this was something just strictly political, if this were something about um, Donald Trump and DACA, if this were something about Donald Trump in the wall, I might give you that because you're continuing to blurt, blurt out comments, these political comments and expressing your opinion and you are a representation of ESPN. However... She is talking about something that relates to sports. She's talking about Jerry Jones. He's an owner of an NFL team. So to sit here and suspend her for doing her job is crazy to me. Like it's fake. 
it's it's absolutely preposterous like it's a mess she's doing her job if we're not talking about what's going on in our industry then what are we doing here and that's exactly what she's doing she's speaking on what's going on in her industry she has the platform she she has an opinion about it as any other sportscasters do like this is not something that anybody else is shying away and lots of them talk about it Exactly. A lot of people talk about it. So why aren't they getting suspended as well? And here we are. Jamel is, uh, you know, suspended for two weeks. Now, her first, I can't remember what her first um, sets of tweets were um, when there was an issue and an uproar and uh, Donald Trump was calling for her to be fired. Um, she, She came back and apologize for, you know, or not necessarily apologize, but recognize the, the place that she put, you know, her uh, company, the place, the position that she put her company in. But, I mean, that's real and that's honest, and you can go ahead and do that. And I feel like it was her really just saying, like, look, these are my thoughts. This, these are not thoughts of ESPN. These are my personal thoughts. But when it relates to this one, she was reacting and acting in both situations. She was reacting to something that was taking place in the sports industry. So if you now we're talking about putting limits on how people do their job and what people say within their job. So it's just like you want me to do this, but I can't say A, B and C. We 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 it's starting to get too much. Like, do you want me to do my job or not? Like. Do you want the ratings or no? Because they're going to come in. <laughs> like, they're going to come in. You might as well exactly. let me just sit here and do this. So, it it blew my mind. I don't know how you feel about it, but... And I like we said earlier, I know it's a fine line with interjecting your moral beliefs and um, in, in the workplace, but... When I read these tweets, I didn't. It didn't to me look like these these were her, you know, moral beliefs and that they were inappropriate in any way. She simply said she was not advocating for an NFL boycott. But if you have an issue with what he said, then you need to do something about it on the back end. That's all she was saying. So, no, I I will hundred percent agree with you, but it. If that's the case, a lot of people are speaking about the boycotts because they are ESPN and they're supposed to address what's going on in the sports world. And if that's the case, then other people should be suspended as well. They're not going to address what's happening in NFL. However, that is their job. But because she's being reprimanded, it shows that there's a deeper issue here. There's a deeper issue here. So I think that we need to, like... Another form of racism, another form of silencing. Right. Form of discrimination. Exactly. I mean, that's just like what people were saying about the, you know, taking good knees. You can't do that. Like, I understand that you need to protest, but then it's just not the time. You know, it's unfortunate. It's making me uncomfortable. Or, um, you know, you can choose another two minutes. I'm like, that's the point. It's two minutes. And you, you, you got your panties in a bunch about two minutes. Like, get the fuck out of here. Don't watch the end. <laughs> but at the end of the day, white people don't know what they're upset about. First, they say we disrespecting the flag. It has nothing to do with the flag. We say it through the anthem. Then they say we disrespecting the soldiers. We're not disrespecting the soldiers. We're, we are 
boycotting the anthem. Like, we're not disrespecting a flag. We're not disrespecting soldiers. And we're we're really not even, we're not disrespecting the anthem. Right. Like, it's a silent protest. It's a peaceful protest. There's no disrespect happening here on any part. Nobody ever said that they're blatantly against the, <laughs> I mean, the anthem is fucked up. But nobody said that they're, that, right. that's not Nobody's what this is about. Nobody's getting hurt. Like, that's... This is strictly about protesting police brutality. And bringing awareness to that. Like, that's what and this is about. you... But again, it's avoidance. It's, you know, silencing so that they don't have to talk about that issue, so that they don't have to address that issue. So instead of talking about, yes, police brutality is fucked up, we're going to say, oh my gosh, we're disrespecting the anthem. Like, What? Get out of here. <laughs> like, we're disrespecting the flag. I don't know the last time I saw the niggas kneeling and putting their knee on the flag or burning or the flag. Or talk to me like... It's not happening. Do they even teach you the... Na- you know, still do the national anthem and, or the uh, pledge allegiance to the flag in school anymore? Like, talk about that. <laughs> if you so mad about it, like, talk about that. <laughs> don't come to me when, when we're on the field right. and I'm taking a knee and I'm not harming anybody. No, you want to be a patriot at your convenience. You're not standing up in your living room during the national anthem. I for damn sure know you ain't got your hand across your chest. It's not happening. Right. No, Drinking a beer and your recliner and your little lazy boy. While you having your wife Probably one of them, uh, serve you. One of them TV <laughs> dinners with Salisbury steak. Get out of here. <laughs> like. <laughs> yes. You're take it back to the Salisbury State TV they did, Those though. things they used did. to be good when I was younger. They did. So they I'm not did. even. <laughs> um, I'm not even mad at that. But we know that's what's happening. They bring you a can of bud, like maybe natty, like. And yes, I'm I'm being prejudiced. <laughs> Whatever. But that's what's happening. You sitting in your your little recliner and you you're not doing shit. This is giving you something to cry about. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Um, But to kind of wrap up on that, Michael Smith is his name. I don't know why I blanked out because it's such a common name. But um, Michael Smith is her co-host. And so apparently he's not going to appear on... Oh, wait. I take that back. What's the date? Sorry. So we know y'all know when we record, it's different days. Apparently he may not have appeared on last night's um show without Jamil. So probably need to do a little bit yeah. So shout out to him. So it's it's crazy times. It's crazy times, but again, can't express enough to find lines. So once this episode drops though, guys, we would love to hear your thoughts on how you feel about your morals and in the workplace and kind of how you handle those types of situations. And you don't have to be black, but um, just let us know what you're thinking. Let us know. Yes, I'm curious. I'm so curious. So you, you ready to, um, <laughs> you know, wrap up the show? Sure. Are we doing a game this week or no? You can say no. I just can't remember. You know, that was up to you. That was your request. You had so much fun last oh, week. Oh, no, no, no. We like didn't have to do that right now. <laughs> um, I feel like there was something else I was going to say, but no, we can go ahead and wrap the show because I do have, I'm excited for 
our brunch places for the week and our tips for the week. Darn. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even think of my brunch place. So <laughs> let's move on to our last call. Um, who are you giving your tip so, to? I'm giving two tips this week. One is good and one is bad. Hey. Can you guess who they go to? Actually, yes. So one is going to Jamil Hill. Girl, you get a whole 25% tip, okay? Continue to do you. Continue to use your you platform. Go, um, and just continue to be an example of what it means of standing up for what you believe in, not holding back, and knowing when you are trying to be silenced. Um, my other tip goes to, of course, ESPN. And they might get a 9% tip. Um <laughs> And right, you not catch you're not coin, catch this, and you might not even get a tip this week. Actually, like I'm giving them this low tip because they're contradicting themselves in my mind. And one minute, you know, when Jamil has something to say, originally it was like, you know, no, we never questioned removing her from the show. Um, we support her, whatever it was that they were saying. And then in the next breath, talking about, okay, well, this is a second occurrence. So we're going to have to suspend her, so on and so forth. Again, if you are going to hire somebody to do a job, allow them to do the job that you hired them to do. And she is well within the parameters of her job. So, shout out to Jamil Hill and right. a big stick it to the man for ESPN. <laughs> Who's your tip for okay. this week? Um, my, my tip... I'm sorry, guys, but y'all gonna share this tip. Y'all can split it up however y'all want or decide however y'all want this virtual tip. Y'all can just get it individually. I don't know. <laughs> but my tip is gonna go to Sam from Civilized Savages and Dooch from 72 and 10 Podcast. I want to give them They've a They've carried tip us through. <laughs> little do people know they carried us <laughs> So douche one day, like I tell my homegirls, you better start charging us for advice because y'all they have excellent podcasts. I regularly listen to their podcasts um, each week, and then whenever Sam and John decide to drop, <laughs> they're like they're weekly, but could be biweekly. We don't know. So um, yeah, they get my tip. They both get like twenty five percent tips because they really did. Hold us down. Sam is the homie from Cleveland. And Dooch, I've never met Dooch before, None but he other. looked out like <laughs> right. I bought him a few rounds of drinks. Right. And I'm just like, that's love. That's love. So um Sam and Dooch, if y'all listening, yes. y'all got my tip. How about I'm just gonna go ahead and add to your twenty five and we just gonna make it thirty and then they can split it evenly and call it a day. Dad, we weren't even gonna get them fifty okay. so they can get twenty five well, we and twenty five. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but that's right, your money. Right. That's your it's virtual money. Virtual um, money, but no. Shout out to them for real because, and this is even coming from a distance. Kiana has really been um, the main contact with the two of them, but like they've really been showing us mad love and just kind of getting us really situated with. And Dooch really like right, right before we went to launch the podcast, like we were running into a couple issues, and it was like. Kiana would hit me and be like, yo, he said do this. I mean, he was more than willing. So that's that's for real what's up. That's that's what you're supposed to do. 
saying I was low key fan girl now. I'm like, not gonna oh lie, I was too. I was to like, you what? <laughs> I was I like, love you to a ten. I was like, girl, guess who hit me back? Dude, and from then she was like, I can't remember what she told him, but she was like, girl, he laughed at my joke. <laughs> he thought I was funny. <laughs> I was like, yes, if you went there, yes, we so in I there. I love that podcast. I've been listening to them for a minute. That no. is funny. Um, Sam was like, dude, you got to let him know that you listen to the podcast. You a fan. He'll crack up because like right. these are normal everyday people. So when people hit me up like, well, we listen to the podcast. We love this. I'm like, why do you care about me? And so for him to be like, you got to tell him. He'll probably right. like, wig And out. let me like, be clear. I also listen to 72 and 10. I honestly don't listen to any podcast like right on the dot every week but 72 and 10 is one of those that i keep up with they are crazy over there so if you're not listening to them you need to go do that now it cracks me up sometimes my face be turned up like what like what the fuck did these dudes just say but um it's all in good fun nonetheless so shout out to them they got a hot podcast they do civilized savages too they hilarious so before we wrap up and before we move to our move on to our brunch um i just remembered that kiana and i needed to put out some disclaimers (laughs) oh shit yes please so we want (laughs) to make this clear for anybody that's listening because what happens is sometimes we um we'll drop an episode and somebody hit us like, yo, what was that? I want to know, you know, I want to know the inside joke to that. Or tell me about this. Or do you have a dude or don't you have a dude? So, <laughs> one first things first is that um, we are single. <laughs> <laughs> and let me wait. Let's be clear. It's me that's getting fucked up. So, I am single. You said what? <laughs> oh, yes. Single. I said, let's be clear. Yes, it's yeah, me. I, we I are am both single. single. Um, I am open to dating, but we just wanted to make it clear that um, nobody has a man currently. Okay, we're not tied down. Nobody has put a ring on it. Um, do you have anything else to add to that disclaimer? Because you know, I have one more. <laughs> no, I mean, I think we're just learning the the. Um, the things that come with the podcast and having people open to right. our lives. And I'm pretty much a private person. <laughs> um, but that that was interesting to have people call. Like, so, were you talking about this person? I'm just like, wait, what are right. we talking about? <laughs> like, I'm single. So, um, yeah, I don't want to ever... Yeah, let's just put that out there. I'm saying that. And I feel like I can assess that too. Like, we're both pretty private people. I mean, as y'all heard on um, not the last episode, but. Well, no, no, no. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. I'm a private person. No, no, no. See, you didn't even let me address it. (laughs) Like, dang. A secret keeper. Kiana likes to call me a secret keeper, (laughs) but I'm just not somebody that's going to go put everything out there. Now, if you ask me, I'm going to answer. I'm going to be real with you. But, like, for me to be going to put my business out there like like that, um, no. But it is a little different for the podcast because when we're on here, again, this is just like when Kiana and I are sitting on the phone together. So, we get really, really comfortable. And then we remember when these episodes drop that it's open 
to any and everybody. So just know, y'all, that there may be some things that we say on the podcast um, that we're not about to tell y'all about some of our little inside jokes. That's why they're inside jokes. But to be clear, we are single. Um, my other disclaimer is... And it's not right, that we don't we like do. y'all, but... <laughs> we do, but y'all can't be hitting us up like, oh, girl, what did right. she too. say? <laughs> what did she really mean by that? Was she throwing shade? No, that's what y'all not about to do. We just gonna set that tone now. Mm-hmm. Um... But we let you, I'm gonna let y'all know when okay. I get snatched up. I'm gonna say it. Mm, that's a lie. I might Listen, not say it on the podcast. Gonna, you ever seen that meme? Right. I you might are not lying. say it on the podcast. You ever seen that meme when the um dude be asking a girl at the drive-through do she want some extra ketchup and she be like, "No, I got a boyfriend." <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be Kiana, y'all. <laughs> you be like, "Hey, Kiana, welcome to the brush." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I got a man. Excuse me, I'm sorry." <laughs> That is all the way gonna be Kiana. That is all the way Kiana. But no, that's hilarious. She's right though. I might not come right out here and be like, "Y'all, I got a boyfriend." But (laughs) probably like ten episodes after I get a boyfriend, I would be like, "That's so weird to say boyfriend." Does that sound juvenile to you? Sometimes a significant other, whatever the case. When somebody snatches me up ten episodes after that, then I'll be like, "So yeah, so I'm dating this guy." (laughs) Y'all, Kiana, be like. Y'all, she's been with this dude for like well, a year like, now. <laughs> right. I'm like, Courtney, who you go with? <laughs> that now, that's childish. <laughs> who you go with? Y'all go, go together? Go oh, y'all go okay. together now? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, and then my last disclaimer. I think this was episode three, maybe. Whatever episode this was that we were in L.A. Um, our good friend, my brother... <laughs> made a couple comments about me that I agreed with. Um, but I wanted to make it clear because I had one of my homeboys hit me up. He was like, <laughs> just started listening to the podcast. Thought it was hilarious when Dre was like, um, this is all it takes for somebody to get the draws with you. And so I wanted to clarify that it is not easy to get the draws from me by any means. Okay, guys, like that's not what's happening here. Dre's point and my point was like you have to be you you have to be the guy that's showing effort about it and you gotta you gotta tell me like you have to be clear about what it is that you want. Like if this is what you wanna do, if you're really interesting, you have to be the aggressor in that. Not that as long as you ask for the draws, I'ma give it to you. Those are two different things. <laughs> so I just wanted to drop that disclaimer and um defend myself on that. Before we moved on. Now I'm going to go and finish. And I'm going to let y'all know this too. We're not about to clean disclaimer shit. Stop asking this personal question. We're not. <laughs> that's that's going to be the last time. <laughs> oh. Who calling? Who calling us? <laughs> hey, okay y'all. So Courtney want to know who calling us. But then don't want to tell me her secrets. I just know I don't understand that because I thought we were we. I'm fine with us being a unit, but we got to be so a unit on both ends. So if you recall you know earlier in the episode, so. Kiana did refer to myself and, well, she said that we were like um, her big sister. So sometimes you got to go into big sister mode. So I just want to know who was calling us, like <laughs> <laughs> who talking to us. I do forget that you... I forget that I did look at you as yeah. like a big sister at one point. Because now she don't like, care. She be like, no, it's just we're peers. We're peers. <laughs> t- she tried to go as far as 
She tried to go as far as calling my sister her pen. I was like, okay, now you done. <laughs> Okay, so Kia okay. isn't my now peer, but she is my big sister. Far. She ain't nobody's sister but mine. Okay. <laughs> I bet you and Kia let be me like, clear I this up too. before I get a text or call from DeAndre. She is also DeAndre's big sister. <laughs> we were on the phone on our way to Athens, and oh, um, she get called, and he was like, "Is that my sister?" And she was over there like, "Is that my brother?" I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Y'all doing too much. But she everybody big sister. People just really mind. That is funny. I'll <laughs> share my Dre. You know, I love my Dre. <sighs> Anywho, so let's go to our brunch spots for the week. Y'all be got on a few tangents today. Though. And it was fun. It is what we do. It's a good thing we go back to the topic like this. Okay, so let's <laughs> go back to our brunch. Um <laughs> what brunch spot do you have to recommend and for me to try? Can you go first? I'm finishing this glass of wine. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, the place that I'm going to recommend for a brunch this week, um, this was when I was in Cincinnati. It was a place called Maplewood Kitchen and Bar. Y'all, the setup was so cute. Oh, my goodness. And the food was absolutely amazing. So, I, I will also encourage that you go earlier in the day because the line is like, absolutely ridiculous um as the brunch hour picks up but when you get a c and you get your mimosas flowing and the food popping i guarantee you that um you will not regret going here so if you're in cincinnati check out maplewood kitchen and bar um and it is downtown cincinnati this weekend i'm telling you go there courtney it's so good it's so good and it's so cute I mean, like, it's probably the cutest mm, place I've ever I'm going to have to check it out. We have plans for, um, I'm going for, uh, for my family. But, um, we have plans for lunch. But maybe one of my homegirls that I know is going down to Cincinnati, too. Maybe, maybe we can go. Okay. If I was who I was <laughs> two months ago, I would meet you there. But I'm right. not who I am. Right. So I'm staying here and saving my coin. Um, Okay. Both glasses are of wine are finished, just in case anybody was concerned or wanted to know. So now I'm ready. My brunch spot <laughs> is... I'm so excited about this brunch spot, y'all. So I drive past it quite often, and it's new, and I've been waiting for it to open. Um, but my mouth is watering thinking about it. It is called Drunch, and it's actually here in Columbus. Um, so I'm excited because this is a new place. Now, this is what I'll say. The food was amazing. 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 So I got mm-hmm. this omelet and then I got, um, home fries. Now, when you think of home fries, or at least when I think of home fries, I'm thinking of the little, you know, diced up ones. Um, you know, some people, you know, spruce it up, make it fancy, get your little onions and your red peppers, green peppers, whatever type of bell peppers you want in there. Excuse me, had to burp. Excuse the wine. Um, and it, but these were like red skin potatoes cooked just right, seasoned just right. And the omelet, of course, veggie was amazing. When I tell you, I have a friend who, um, is not like a big eater. Her plate was clean. Like, nothing left on it. 
damn near the garnish was gone okay <laughs> like it was so on point um so it's called drunch it is um near the near the short north area of columbus but it's not in short north it's uh in the wyland park short north area if you know where that is in columbus they did not have bottomless mimosas unfortunately so that was something that I'll probably make a recommendation to um, ownership about because I will be back. But they did have this bomb-ass strawberry mimosa, and that was good. All I needed was two and a half, I'm sure, and I would have been done. So, shout out to Drunch, but that's my spot for the week. I'm so excited to try that when I come back to Columbus. Yeah, because you know you'll be here. I'm trying to make it to Columbus before snowfall, but I say that all the time. I feel like I'm racing the weather in Ohio. Like, I'm trying to get to as many right. Ohio, Ohio places as I can. Because you know it could snow tomorrow. when so. it does, I ain't coming. It right. could snow tomorrow and that will be... And it's still hot as shit in Nashville. Is it really? I'm jealous. I mean, it's not quite cold here yet, but... I mean, honestly, I went out the house yesterday and I was like, oh, it's fall. I'm out during the day because I took um, <laughs> I took first of the yesterday. But so, I was like... <laughs> I was like, let me go out and, um, you know, run my errands, be an adult, have a nice little cute day. I came outside with, like, some flip-flops and a hoodie. I quickly and politely turned my ass back around because I was sweating. Oh it was God. 95 degrees. I would not even be mad about it. I was like, where is fall? God damn it. it. I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. I'm still pissed. I got thigh high boots waiting, okay, by the door that I can't wait, that I can't wear. Oh, uh, you're not so. wearing those in Nashville. <laughs> you might want to let those go. Huh? So you're not wearing those in Nashville. You might want to wear the, let those go. Those thigh highs? Yes. Girl, I'm wearing them thigh high boots. I don't care. <laughs> them legs going to be sweating even in December. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my calves going to be so skinny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that wraps up today's brunch. Thank y'all for brunching with us. We hope that you enjoy. Um, go out and follow us on our social media handles. Follow us on Instagram at bitches double underscore love. Bitches love, <laughs> love double underscore. <laughs> that one brunch. I might need to start yes. um, introducing in into the podcast because apparently Kiana doesn't know what episode we're on or what our social media handles are. But that's okay. Shout out to y'all. We'll talk to this y'all. This is a judgment free podcast. <laughs> And um, what else we got going on? Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> and we got a Facebook coming for y'all soon so we can get on there and chat and talk to one another. And y'all can talk amongst one another and we can really brunch and get it popping. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see y'all in two weeks. See ya. Bye. <laughs>